Hey family, thank you so much for joining us here on our YouTube channel. We pray that this sermon touches your heart and changes your life, that you and I would all be conformed into the image of His Son, Jesus. And hey, if you wanna to continue to see more word like this and help us get this message of truth, this message of Jesus out to a hurting world. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father except by me. I wanna encourage you to be one of our truth partners. And you can do that by texting truth partner, one word, to 53555 today. And help us get this message of truth out to so many broken people. You and I and the whole world simply need Jesus. We love you. Thank you for being a truth partner. We'll see you back here on the channel real soon. Subscribe, ring that bell for future notifications. God bless you. And would you help me welcome to the stage my pastor. I get him twice a year. Would you help me honor and welcome my pastor, Pastor Ivan Tate. And it's his 70th birthday. Can you say amen about that? Thank you, Pastor Jonathan. Happy birthday to me. Okay. You may be seated, everybody. Thank you so much for being here on this day. And we want to say to you that uh, God loves you. And would you repeat that to about two or three people? Say, whatever you've done, whatever you've been through, God loves you. And God has a plan for your escape from all trouble and all hassle. And God has a plan for your growth, your success, and your prosperity in all areas. The complete extermination of poverty in all of its wicked forms. Praise God. We're going to have rich souls loaded with God, loaded with wisdom, loaded with love, loaded with peace loaded with joy. We're going to be rich, wealthy, rich, the richest people in the world. You're going to have all that you need in this world to not only take care of you and your family, but all that you need to take care of many more families. When they multiplied the bread, there were 12 baskets left over. So at a very minimum, each one of you, at a very minimum, have all you need. That means all your bills are paid, all your debts are retired, and that of all family members. And then you have 12 other baskets that you get to spread in your lifetime at a minimum. Praise God. Look at somebody and say, that's what I'm talking about. I want some baskets. We are going to go into the Word of God. If you go to uh, John chapter uh, 15, uh, that's where you'll be waiting for me as I mention a few other things. Um, in the back, there's books that are going to change your life and equip you and empower you. This one is called Love Fixes Things. It has a QR code to download the four messages that go with it. This is the workbook, and it will take you uh, into how to develop a love walk and how to be supernatural in loving. Uh, 
because it's not loving somebody that loves you. Anyone can do that. But a supernatural love walk is loving people that hate you. It's how you treat people that don't like you. It's how you treat people that are gossiping about you and slandering you, stealing from you. This is the love walk of God. This is not your normal thing. This is not you're nice, I'm nice. You're bad, I'm bad. That's not like that. that that's human. That's just natural. Anybody can do that. But to walk in the, the supernatural, that's a whole different kind of love walk. And then untouchable, which talks about the 13 ways that Satan will try to come and destroy your family, your marriage, your business, and your children, and your relationships, and your church, and everything. The number one way Satan tries to destroy things, based on the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, is to divide and conquer. That is his number one strategy. He has used it from the beginning of time, and it always works for him. And there are 12 more of those. And in here, there are 11 hours of digital CDs that you will download that go with this workbook. This workbook is all that's in there. This workbook, by the way, was created by, by a Craig from my teachings and all that. And then he put together this amazing workbook that goes with those CDs. And it's hours and 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 hours of doing that. But it will make you very powerful and very victorious. If you love your children, get the 365 things your children should know before they leave your house. One of them is obedience brings blessings. Disobedience brings pain. So there are one-liners, there's 365, one scripture with each one, a one-line thing your children can learn. I'm working right now with my grandson, Zaya. He's six years old, and he is on number 17. And I call him, and he just quotes them all to me, pop, 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 right down the line. And he even invented one himself called Never Lie to God. I said, wow, Zaya, that's good. So understand that when you put that in your child, it gives them a lot of power in the years to come. Their prophetic parent, that is 100 letters from God to you as a parent to encourage you. You can open it at any day and, and just read one of those and it'll build you up. It's what God thinks about you as a parent. And then there's over 100 prophetic prayers for you to pray over your children. You want your children under the prophetic anointing of God's holy word. The lovable you is basically how to develop your personality, how to develop the heart of God, the behavior of God, how Jesus treats people. And there are 68 of those categories and then seven keys to unlock that. Basically, when you get this and read it, it will really help you not to be grouchy, moody, and generally mean. What do you think? Look at somebody and say, wow, I just feel something. Like maybe you need this or pray about it. Letters from God for children. That's to reconnect the parents with their children. 
52 character traits. You memorize one Bible verse a week about the character trait. And then there are seven questions on that character trait. Let's say it's uh, integrity. And then you study that all week. And so the whole year you have uh, 52 of those, one a week. And it lasts as long as they live in your house. Uh, I suggest that if they get up to about 30 or so, it's time to have a talk about moving out. Okay. So woman defined, this is for my daughter Kendra, Craig's wife, very anointed, um, Proverbs 31, and how to become the woman that God created you to be, letters from God, get that devotional if you don't have it, 365 letters from God, read your birthday, and that will help you walk with the Lord. Praise the Lord. Go ahead and hug someone this morning and tell them I love you so much, but I do need you to pay me the money that you owe me. Tell them we believe in practical Christianity, like paying your bills. We are excited that we are in a calling of God of prosperity, and we do not apologize that we believe that God wants you to pay your bills and get rid of all your debts. We do not apologize for that. We do not apologize that God wants you to have enough money to buy houses for people, like widows, to take care of hundreds, possibly thousands of orphans that have no one. We don't apologize for that. We don't apologize that God wants you to have enough money to rescue the homeless and to feed the poor. And those are the things we believe God wants us to do with money. We don't apologize for tithing. No apologies. A church cannot function without tithing and generosity. Some of you are, are paymasters. It's your calling to make money. And you want that money to have created miracles for other people. One check can pay off a church, can pay off a children's house can pay off a whole orphanage, can pay off the next campus completely. One check can make that miracle happen. Never underestimate the power you have to create wealth for the glory of God that protects the image of love and generosity. Not greed, not materialism, but to help people. That's why God wants to give you money. And so God doesn't want you to tithe because he needs your money. He wants you to tithe so you won't need your money. Because he cannot give money to greedy people. He can't give money to people that smoke pot with the money. You say, Jesus, I got blessed this week. Hella, hella. <laughs> you got to make your own money for that. He won't give you Bud Light money. Jack Daniel's money. And he won't prosper you if he can't trust you to even tithe. So if you're not tithing, I lovingly say this, you're hurting yourself and bringing poverty to your family because to have money is not prosperity. To have blessed money is prosperity. Money that makes you sick is not prosperity. And when you're afraid of losing your money and you're greedy and can't give it away, 
you are a slave to a sick thing. Hallelujah. Turn to someone and say, he's talking to you. I can't relate to anything that he's talking about. How did I get here today? I made a wrong turn. It's snowing too much. We want to encourage pastor to, to always stay fresh and Miss Joanne to stay fresh. And, and for that, they need to take a sabbatical, some time off, four to six weeks, that they get to rest, hear from God, spend time alone without the stresses and pressures of making possibly thousands and thousands of decisions every year, possibly that many in one month, and dealing with people that not, don't always necessarily Make it easy to get along with them. Hallelujah. Turn to two people and say, I know what he's talking about. Mm. So uh, please encourage them because that's a big blessing for them to rest and stay fresh. I just did it the whole month of December. I wasn't doing it, but years back the Lord said, you can't tell people to do things if you're not going to do it. Actually, I didn't say that. My wife said that. <laughs> she said, Why are you telling people that? You don't do that. I said, oh, you're right. That's called hypocrisy. Maybe I should do that now. And she said, yeah, yeah. So, so now I do it. Yeah, it's hard. But, but, but when you do the right thing, you feel the refreshing of the Spirit of God. Praise the Lord. Look at someone and please say, Something good is about to happen to you today. And right now, we're going to begin this message. Let me mention to you something that we have around 200 orphans at Casa Angelina. We're over 1,500 in Kenya, Africa that we're taking care of. We are moving our ministry in Africa to take care and feed 1,000 children a day, which means that we will be feeding uh, 260,000 meals a year. That is our goal in Kenya. We have many orphans we're taking care of. We're going to be building a rescue home for young girls because we are in the slums of Africa. We have a million people around us, total slums. And many of those little children get molested. So we are building a big house to keep them at night, to take care of them, and so on and so forth. We're also building a big vocational school, which is already paid for. And we are building Creative House 2. Which, in my faith, I am declaring, is already paid for. Everybody say it. It's already made for. The way we do that is by individuals helping us sponsor the children. And we ask people to do, you know, $10 a month, $20, $30. $1 buys one meal. So a child requires 90 meals a month. And then, of course, we do many other things. So we need multiple, multiple sponsors because there's many things. We've had this year, I think, four heart surgeries this year, uh, open heart surgery, open heart surgeries. 
Uh, we had one little girl, Daisy. Uh, her heart was three times bigger than it should be. And uh, we were paying $5,000 every three days for her to be there. But she got her surgery. She survived her surgery, and she's now alive. Can somebody say hallelujah? So these are big, big deals. So don't think that it's not a big deal for you to send $30 a month, 60, 100, 1,000, 10, whatever it is. But get involved in helping orphans with your church. This church loves orphans and widows. Pastor has sponsored, I don't even know how many kids every month. And so what I'm going to ask you to do is that if you want to be a part of that, to simply lift your hands, and the ushers are going to put this in your hands. It's got the picture of a child with a bit of their testimony. We have the children from Guatemala and the children from Africa. So you're going to take the picture there and, and then fill out the card. Don't take it home. Fill it out before you leave and then leave it there at the back table. And if you want to go to Guatemala or Africa, simply go to our website and then there you will be able to sign up for our trips as we take one every month. And you can go with us and meet the children and stay there for a week with us and help, help the kids and build and all that. Pastor's coming with his family. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. This coming year. Are you ready for God's word? Let's go to John 15, 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last forever. Everybody say it. Fruit that will last forever. Tell someone next to you, I want to bear fruit that will last forever. This is the title of the message. The only thing that matters at the end of the day is fruit. Our first statement for you this morning is this. Fruit is the only acceptable and reliable judge. Fruit is the judge of every human being's life. Whatever you say you are, whatever you say you belong to, whatever you say you do has no weight to it if it is not backed up by fruit. In Matthew chapter 7, we read this, verses 15 through 20. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruit. Please say that out loud. You will know them by their fruit. Do men gather grapes from thorns or from figs or figs from thistles? Even so, every good tree... Bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. Good trees cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you shall know them. Praise God. We're going to give you this in two parts, this morning and then tonight. And this morning, I want to just tell you that your Christianity glorifies God when it is full of good fruit. You have Christians with no fruit. You have Christians with bad fruit. 
And then you have Christians with good fruit. Everybody lift your hands and look up to God and say, Lord, I need some good fruit. Say this, I'm done with drought. Say it out loud. The drought is over. Say that three times to somebody. The drought is over. Say it to them. The drought is over. It's time for your family to be fruitful, for your business to be fruitful. It's time for your children to be fruitful. It's time for your personal life to be fruitful. It's time for you to see some good fruit. It's time for amazing things to begin to happen in your life. First of all, we see very clearly in the Bible that there are things that kill fruit and destroy fruit. In Joel 2.25, it says, I will restore to you the years which the locusts, the caterpillar, the canker worm, and the palmer worm have eaten from your life. When I studied these worms, this is what I found out. That one worm, does the only part that that worm likes is the roots of the plant. They go underground and eat the root system. There are worms that are in your life that are eating your roots. What are your roots? Faith, love, holiness, prayer, godliness, unity, convictions. These are roots. These are the things on which the tree is built. And if you don't get rid of those worms, they will eat your roots and you will be unable to grow into the tree that God has created you to be. Praise God. And to bear the fruit that God wants you to have in your life. The second worm likes the outside of the plant and they only eat the part that identifies what the plant is or your identity. And that is a whole nother set of worms. They want to steal from you who you really are in God. They want to take away your true identity that God has given you, not the one your daddy or your mother gave you or your grandparents or your life in the past or your failures or your weaknesses, but who you are in God, who God has made you as an adopted child of God, as someone who is a joint heir with God. Everything God has belongs to you. You have been adopted and you are no longer an orphan. You were an orphan, but you are not an orphan anymore. There are no orphans in the family of God. Everybody is adopted by God as their child. You may be an orphan in the world, but you are not an orphan in God's house and in God's family. The world may treat you like an orphan, but God will treat you like a joint heir. The third worm does not like roots or the outside. They dig through the plant and eat the inside of the plant, which is the heart of the plant. And this is another set of killers of fruit and is that that takes your heart away from God and allows you to fall in love with other things and other people and love things and people more than God. They will eat your heart away. These are relationships that are not blessed of God. These are ideologies that are not blessed of God. These are behavioral traits that cannot bear good fruit. 
These are things in your life that become idols to you, such as the pleasures of getting high on heroin, cocaine, or reefers. That pleasure becomes an idol, or methamphetamines. The pleasure of that becomes an idol to the point where a person is willing to die rather than quit. They're willing to do that and kill themselves because they want to feel that feeling and have that pleasure, whatever it may be. The affection of your heart is stolen from God by these types of worms. And then there is a worm that doesn't like any of that. They go straight for the fruit that you have already developed. Ripe fruit and certain things come to divide your good marriage, to separate your godly children so they won't serve him anymore. Things of that nature. Say this out loud. I curse every worm out of my life in the name of Jesus. There will be no worms in my garden, no worms in my tree, and no worms messing up my fruit. You have in the Bible then thorns. Thorns do not allow fruit to grow. And thorns represent curses in the Bible and everything that is cursed. So when you participate in behavior that is cursed and not blessed, you kill your fruit and destroy what God is trying to grow and what God is trying to build in your life. Any behavior that is cursed behavior, you must never partner with that behavior. Cussing out your husband. Doing things that are treacherous and sneaky and backwards. These things are cursed behaviors and they cannot allow your fruit to blossom and grow. Everybody said, I don't know about you, but I'm going to be very fruitful in 2024. Shake someone's hand and say, I'm going to be very fruitful. Say, I've had enough fruitless years and I've had enough fruitless areas of my life. I want to point to everything and behold the fruit of God. Hallelujah. You have thistles and then you have foxes that steal the fruit. They come into the garden and they go in there and when your fruit is beginning to grow, those little foxes, which are little sins which you allow to come in and they take away from you that which God is growing. All of this we reject today. Let's all say it together. I reject all that. I reject all of that. Here is how we measure the eternalness of our life with God. The Lord has given us these ways of measuring our lives and what we truly are doing. A person that is walking with God will bear fruit. And a person that is not walking with God will bear bad fruit. But everyone that is here is in the process of bringing forth some kind of fruit in every area of your life. 2024, you're going to get a harvest based on what you did to bear the kind of fruit that you're going to bear. So when God thinks about everything in your life, he looks at it eternally because remember he said, I want your fruit to last forever. I want your fruit to be eternal fruit. So in order to have eternal fruit, you have to take your temporal life and aim it at the eternal. 
and you end up with a divine. And this is a simple thing. For example, a plumber goes to do a job, and that's his business. He's a plumber. He gets there. It costs $4,000 to do the plumbing. He then looks at the person that owns the house, and it's a widow, 70, 80, 90 years old, and the Holy Spirit tells him, do not charge this widow for the work. And she has a heart problem, and you need to pray for her to get healed. He says, ma'am, my business is aimed at the eternal. It's not temporal. It's not here for me just to make money. It's here for me to glorify God. He told me not to charge you. I'm not charging you the $4,000 that I was going to charge you because God told me to give it to you. And I need to pray for your heart. Do you have a heart problem? Yes, I do. Well, let's pray for it and ask God to heal you. If he reveals it, he heals it. Turn to seven people and say, if he reveals it, he heals it. Glory to God. So, Everything is eternal and it's measured like this, wood, hay, and stubble, which means everything you do as a Christian that builds something or creates something that is not worthy of heaven. And all of those things are burned up on judgment day in the fire and they're burned up and they blow away in the wind of the spirit and they're gone forever. You don't want a life like that. You don't want to say, hey, I lived my entire life serving myself. All, everything I did for God, I did it with an ulterior reason. There was nothing pure. All of that is going to be wood, hay, and stubble. Wood is a solid thing that you can build things with. Hay is something that man makes out of the grass. And stubble is the leftovers of everything. All of that is worthless and it is bad fruit. Then there is gold, silver, and precious stones. Gold is the nature of God. And it's everything you do when you walk in love, joy, peace, goodness, meekness, temperance, humility, long-suffering, and faithfulness. This is, produces the nature of God. And anything you do in the nature of God produces good fruit. Anything you do out of love, good fruit. Anything you do, enjoy good fruit. Anything you do that produces the peace of God in a situation, good fruit. All of this produces good fruit, and it lasts forever. And this is really important. Silvers talks about judgment and how you judge things in life. And it's very, very important to realize that you want a life full of the fruit of the Spirit... And you want a life that you say, that is not a pure word from God. That is not pure doctrine from God. The, the Book of Mormon is not from God. It's not okay to have that many wives. It's not okay to live like this. It's not okay to add to the Bible. It's not okay to change the Bible. That's bad doctrine. And this is the judgments that you render on weed and on anything else. You render a judgment and you say, it's okay with God if we smoke pot. It's no big deal. It's all right if I sleep around with a few women. That's not a big deal. Come on, I got needs. This is the judgment that you have to render on the ideologies that you are going to believe because they will produce fruit. Hallelujah. Look at two or three people and say, this is a little bit scary. 
Then you have precious stones, which are the things that result from the purest motives of your life. And they produce precious stones that are put in your crown. You take the crown with everyone else and throw it at the feet of Jesus. And from that, everybody begins to worship and glorify God. Look at a couple of people and say, hallelujah to the Lamb. If I rescue orphans for any motive other than to love them, I lose my reward. Because I did it for me and out of selfishness and greed. But if I do it because I love them and I require no payment in return. When you give and you desire nothing back, this is the purest form of love. It's no reward giving. My husband, I am loving you. My wife, I am loving you with no conditions. You don't have to love me back. It's something God has given me to give you. If you give it back, that's up to you. But I'm not going to change my loving because you don't love me. This is purity. And it's the glory of eternity. And it's having heaven in you, distributed to mankind. Can everybody say a little bit of holla holla? Look at somebody and shout a little bit and say, Jesus, I got to get born again. So you go down through the, through the pages and you begin to look at what fruit is. Tonight what we're going to do is give you the 12 keys that unlock fruit and make it grow. And how to get rid of the bad fruit that's growing on you now. Immediately, instantly, by tonight, in one night, you stop the growth of all the fruit that's growing in your life that you know is not from God. We're going to kill that tonight and throw it in the fire and burn it up by the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, and the word of God. And you are going to start seeing good fruit coming out of your life in every area of your life. Can you say amen? amen. This is what fruit is. Number one, authenticity in your walk with God. That's good fruit. When you are not a fake and a pretender, when you don't use God to manipulate people, when, on you, when you don't use God to take up opportunities to get something from them, this is genuine and authentic Christianity. When you don't walk with God to make money, you don't walk with God to get things, but you walk with God to bless people, this is authenticity. It is when you are real and genuine with yourself and real and genuine with other people. It is the absence of all falsehood and all lying and all misrepresentation. Everybody shout a little bit and say, glory to Jesus. I came for a shot in my arm. I'm getting skinned alive. Everybody wave your hand and say, hey, thank you, God. Then you have the fruit of loving when you are loving, there's fruit in that. To love a person that doesn't love you is glorious. To give money to someone that's trying to steal from you is divine. To bless those that are gossiping and accusing you, that is a holy thing. To be good to someone that treats you bad, this is divine. To act like Jesus and go the second mile, that is the fruit of the Holy Spirit. That is the kind of Christian we are trying to raise. Pastor is not changed 
the direction of the church for the sake of it. He has changed it because he wants to dwell in the presence of God. He wants to feel Jesus' approval and the amen of heaven. He wants to hear the angels shouting and rejoicing because you are bearing good fruit and good fruit is coming out of your life and your life is a testimony to the goodness of God that he has done for you, that God has saved you and done everything you cannot do to get you into heaven. And that deserves some serious respect in the form of obedience. Can you say holla holla? Divine knowings is fruit, to know God, to know people, to be known. You have Christ-likeness is fruit. You have souls that are rescued. This is a powerful fruit. You're alive to get people saved. It's your job as a Christian in loving people to get them born again, to rescue an orphan, to take care of a widow, to rescue people from the streets of Minnesota, to get people out of homeless situations and get them baptized in the Holy Ghost, to go into the jails and the prisons, to rescue the businessmen and to turn them towards God. God. It is a spirit of rescuing and it is the fruit of a born again believer. This is the path that God is leading you on and this is where you're headed. You then have unseducible hearts, which is the fruit of walking with God. You cannot be bought. You cannot be bribed. You cannot be intimidated. You cannot be seduced. And you cannot be scared out of loving and serving God. Though the whole world pass away, I will still love Jesus. If you throw me in the furnace, I will still praise him. That is the fruit of a person that is walking with God. Why are some of you a little hesitant in serving God? Because you've been raised in so-called Christian homes. But your Christian home was full of hate, arguing, and fighting. You went to church, and when you got home, it was like going to hell. And you'd said in your heart, I don't want that, God. If that's what religion does, I don't want that. And so you watch people, and you see, wow, they've walked with God for 30 years, and they're, they're, they're the biggest fornicator in the, in the neighborhood. They're the biggest drug dealer. Bad fruit. Everybody say it out loud. I kill bad fruit. I kill my bad fruit. Don't you want to be loved, everybody? I'm just asking a question. Don't you want to be loved? Don't you want your children to love you? Don't you want your children to kiss you on the face? To wrap their arms around you when they're older? And you're older, don't you want your children to write you big checks? I'm just talking now. We're sitting at the coffee table. Don't you want them to write you a $20,000 check? How about a $50,000 check? How about if your children walk up to you and say, Papa, Mama, the Lord told us to pay your house off. Oh, he did? Praise the Lord. Did he tell you anything else? Yes, he said to send you to Hawaii for a month. All bills paid. Here's a credit card. Don't even worry about the expense. 
Do you not want that? Oh, little believers of the Lord. Huh? Or do you want your children? I need some money, mama. I need some mama, some daddy, some mommy, some uh, money, daddy. Give me some. You're my welfare system. This is how you raise me. Bad fruit. Your children are not supposed to be a curse. They're supposed to be the source of your freedom. Put the tithe in their hands and let them put it in. And then give them the second tithe, which goes to you. This is the tithe that they give to their parents. And let them practice tithing to the church and tithing to their parents as long as they live. Can everybody say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Look at two people and say, is he really serious? Let me end with this. Success. Say it. That's good fruit. A life full of healing for you and others. Good fruit. Divine skills developed by Almighty God of redemption and bringing people to God. Unreasonable favor in your life. Good fruit. Godly freedom in all areas of your life. Say it. Good fruit. The momentum of unity throughout your family and throughout your business and life. Good fruit. Being loved by everybody all the time. Look around and say these words to every stranger near you. Just look at them and say this. Everybody loves me. (laughs) This is a, a statement of faith for some of you, but let's begin somewhere. Say it out loud. Everybody loves me. You're not doing it. Why are you telling me that? Tell each other that. Look at the person and say, hey, everybody loves me. You know it's not true, but, but you're creating your future with your language. You should walk around saying, my husband's going to love me. My husband's going to wash dishes. My husband's going to change his underwear. My husband's going to flush the toilet. My husband's going to smell good. My wife is going to talk nice. My wife is going to be crazy, wild in the spirit. My wife's going to let me chase her down and pursue her day and night. My wife, because really, what does a woman want, brothers? For real, you know that a woman is not like you, a woman. A woman wants a man's body with a woman's personality. That's what a woman wants. I figured it out. They don't want your man personality. They hate it. No, they want you to be affectionate. They want you to look at them. As soon as anything hurts, you're all right over there. Oh, honey. Oh, no, no. They hurt you. I can't believe they said that. Oh, 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 my God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lamb of God. Oh, oh God. Oh, mm. They want you asking questions. How do you feel? What are you feeling? Are you telling me the truth? I'm here for you. Let me do that. Can I make you some, let me rub your feet. Let me give you a a full body massage right now as you think about things. (laughs) And you can't just massage like with a clicker in your hand. This is full focus. 
Get all the knots out of there. Every night, every night, not a couple, every night. They'll turn right around. What are you doing? Come on. Because they want a man's body with a sound and a testosterone and a few things. But they want a woman's personality. Like talk about things forever. Subject to subject to subject to subject with no purpose, no meaning, no nothing. Just the sound of talking. They love that. They're just like, oh, are we really close? Wow. We talked about 27 subjects and none of them made any sense. And we just went surfing on subjects. I'm a winner, not a summer. Yeah, they shouldn't have talked to you like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the dishes for you. Your mother-in-law, oh my God. Look at someone and say, I love him. I love Brother Ivan. Say it out loud. He's amazing. Tangible growth. Unreversible faith. Look at someone and the worship life. These are some of the fruits. Tonight we learn the keys. Turn my music on. Close your eyes for a moment and get quiet before God and try to remember what God spoke to you today and what God said. You are a human being. You were created by God for a purpose. Many of you are not living that purpose. Many of you are not in the place that God wants you to be. You are having issues with aspects of your life that are making you unhappy and unhealthy. When I say close your eyes, the reason for that is not religious. It's simply to shut out the distractions and be able to focus on what God has said. To hear God is how we honor God. You have something that you own that is the most valuable thing in the entire universe. And that thing is called your soul. No one owns your soul but you. You can do with your soul whatever you want. You own it right now. It's yours to do with whatever you want. Nobody else can get a hold of your soul. It's you. They can t kill your body, imprison it, but they cannot take your soul. And you can keep your soul to yourself. Or you can give your soul to a person. Or you can give your soul to the devil. Or you can not do anything with your soul and just exist. But make no mistake, the most valuable thing you have is your eternal soul and spirit. You have control over that until the day you die. But when you die, you lose control of your soul because you did not create it 
God did. He takes ownership of your soul. And then he determines whether your soul goes to heaven or hell based on how you managed it down here on earth. You must be wise about your soul. You must make the right decisions with your soul. And this is the question. Do you want to go to heaven when you die? Do you want to have peace in your heart and know beyond any doubt that if you were to die today, that you would go to heaven? Do you want to walk around with peace inside saying, if I die today in any way, I know I'm going to heaven. I'm not going to hell. And do you want God to give you heaven here on earth? This is the question of your lifetime. It is the most important question you can ever be asked. And you must decide what answer you're going to give. So I am going to ask you to do something while you're sitting right there. If you want God to put that peace in your heart so you know that you know that you know that when you die, you're going to go to heaven. If you want God to give you the assurance that you're going to heaven, if you want God to do that, all I'm going to ask you to do right now, right there where you're sitting, at this very moment, this is what the Lord wants for you. You want God to give you that peace. All I want you to do right now is lift your hand right now high enough for God to see, for me to see, and for everyone else to see. Lift it high so that God can see it. Oh, my gosh. Look at all the people, Lord, that are lifting their hand. Stretch it out with no shame. Say, I am not ashamed. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me in public, I'll be ashamed of you in front of my Father. But if you're not ashamed of me, then I'll tell my Father your name. And introduce you to him. Oh my gosh. Keep playing that. Please lift your, please stand up right there where you're at so I can pray for you. If you lifted your hand. Just stand right there where you're at. This is such an important part of our day. And such an important part of our year. And such an important part of our life. May I ask everybody a question? May I have your permission to lead you in this prayer? If I have that, would you wave your hand at me like this, telling me that? Because I want to see you and look in your eyes for just a minute. Would you do me this favor? Would you get out of your seat right now and just walk up here for a second? I won't make you say anything to anybody. Just walk right up here and let me lead you. Come on out. Don't sit back down. Don't sit back down. Come on up here and let God, let God bring something into your life that is going to be eternal and that is going to last forever and that you don't have to be connected to this worthless, temporary, ash-filled world. And just move up as close as you can so people can get behind you. Come on, give, give them a, a hand like your mother's coming up here or like your dad is coming up here.
Lots of people are still coming. This is the year for things to change. This is the year. It's got to be this year. This is when things start getting better. This is when a lot of the, the curses of your life and the miseries of your life end this year. This is the time. Two things are about to happen to you. One, you're about to receive unconditional forgiveness for every wicked thing you have ever done. Unconditional. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how evil or black it is or how dark it is or how wicked it was. God offers you forgiveness if you will repent. You don't have to earn this. Jesus died on a cross and paid for it to happen. And the second thing is God is going to forget what you did that makes you feel guilty. He doesn't just forgive you. He forgets. Don't bring it up. Don't bring up your past. Don't bring up the things you feel bad about. They're forgiven and washed away. You are going to be new and you're going to start without a rap sheet. No rap sheet. No accuser. No one to tell you you are this and that. No one to hate you and hate on you. That's how God forgives. It's called divine forgiveness. And all you're going to have to do is forgive people who did bad things to you and forgive yourself. And that is the price. And it is not big, but it is hard for some of you. Do it. You want to walk out of here able to look at God and know he doesn't know what happened in the past because he has taken it out of his memory. Are you ready? Is everybody ready? Would you stretch your hands to them? I'm way over time. Let's pray together. Dear God in heaven, I repent for all my sins. I forgive the people that have damaged me. I turn my back on the devil and his plan for my life. I now invite you to come and live in my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Give me heaven on this earth. Reveal my purpose to me, God. I forgive everyone. I let myself go free. And I ask you to live inside this heart and write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Evil is no longer able to follow me. In the name of Jesus, I have a new beginning and a new name that has been written in heaven. Can you turn around and face the church, everybody, for one second? Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, can I present to you men, women, and children that have been forgiven? They're on their way to heaven, and here is your pastor, Pastor Jonathan. Hey, I know that this sermon blessed your heart. I hope it's been an encouragement to you to become more like Jesus. That's our heart and that's our prayer. He's the X on the treasure map. He is the topic of heaven. Everything is all about Jesus. And I wanna encourage you, get up in the morning, spend time with him, pray, seek his heart, seek his face, and uh, see what he will do in your life. Before you go, 
I want to ask you to prayerfully consider being a truth partner. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, it reminds me of Aquila and Priscilla, who would, who would help the Apostle Paul spread the message of truth. A couple, a married couple, uh, you know, would just invest to spread the message of truth to so many hurting people. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. He is truth. And you can be a truth partner today by simply texting truth partner, one word, to 53555. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe to the channel, click that little bell for notifications. But thank you for your generosity. So many of you give online, you give throughout the week, all over the nation. And I just wanna say thank you so much. We're using this resource to continue to get this message of truth out to so many broken and hurting people. And uh, we wanna be a blessing to you. And so let us know how we can pray for you. You know, comment below. There's a lot of resources on uh, my website uh, that are available to you. But we want you to know how much we love you. Thank you for partnering with us. Thank you for being a truth partner. We'll see you back on the channel real soon.